hello and welcome to Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. My name is Bianca Woolwick and I'm the host. I interview my friends and people that inspire me to figure out if they have the key to life and they feel successful or feel like they don't fit in like I do. Anyway, thank you for listening and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hey everyone, I am getting my second win. Um, thank you so much for all of your support with all of these episodes. Um, it's been kind of crazy just with my husband deploying and the pandemic and, you know, this garbage election, whatever. All of it. It's been a lot. But what I want to say is thank you for your support. Thank you for checking in on me. Thank you for being understanding when I've had to push interviews around. Um, I've really appreciated being on other people's podcasts. I've really loved interviewing people in general. I'm almost through my backlog, so I'm ready to start interviewing again. So if you are ready to be a podcast guest, please email me at pdkmopodcast at gmail.com and I will start scheduling you November through the beginning of of next year. Again, that's podcast at gmail.com. Send me your pitch. I would love to hear from you and I would love to get you on the books. Enjoy the episode. This week's episode features Brendan, who owns Master Talk, which is a popular YouTube channel all about getting you to be the best you can be in public speaking. It's a really great interview, and I think it's timely given that tomorrow is America's election. Hopefully you voted. Please drop off your ballots. You can no longer mail them in, and uh, let's hope that the right thing happens. Anyway, enjoy the episode, and remember, go out and vote. Hey, how's it going? Very good. How about you? It's going. I mean, at this day and point in time, I have no idea what day it is. I believe it's a Saturday, but hey, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> that makes two of us, Bianca. Right, worry. right. So to my listeners, this is Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. And the lovely voice you're hearing on the other end is coming to me from Montreal, Canada, Brendan. So, Brendan, how about you do your 30,000 foot overview, your elevator pitch, who you are, what you do, etc. For sure. So for the audience, my name is Brendan, the founder of Master Talk. So I make YouTube videos on public speaking, how to master the art of communication. And I had a lot of imposter syndrome myself because I started the YouTube channel when I was 22. So uh, mm -hmm. lots to talk about, but I would say the general idea is my goal in life is to help the world share their ideas with the world. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. You know, public speaking is one of, or many people's worst fear. And I don't know why that is because it's something that we do on such a small scale all the time. Communication is just what we do every day. And when you give it a microphone, I don't understand why that becomes then the crux for people. So I think what you're doing is amazing and I'm excited to speak with you today. Thanks. Likewise. And, and we can start the discussion if you want uh, as to why that is. Yeah, absolutely. So um, uh, I like to just kind of intro in with the first question, which, you know, resoundingly always has the same answer. But do you feel like you have it all figured out? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever will, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, it's interesting because as I've asked this question, I, I, I always say if someone has, would tell me, yes, I've got it figured out and I'm content and I'm happy, I'd be like, ooh, I'm wary of you. Because... <laughs> 
I think like we're constantly moving our goalpost and our goals change. You know, what I wanted for myself five years ago is different from what I want now, etc. And it's really tough because in society, we try to live in the past, present and in the future, but the most important is what's presently happening and kind of, you know, stopping and smelling the roses along the way. So yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't have it all figured out myself. And I think that plays into the elephant in the room, which is imposter syndrome. And do you feel like you fit in or suffer from imposter syndrome and what ways and what does imposter syndrome mean to you? Absolutely. And, and I think it, like to your point that it, it definitely applies to everyone who does anything worth doing. And for me, I think the definition of imposter syndrome is when we feel a sense of um, a sense of trouble or a sense of like not being in the right place mm-hmm. or at the right time. Uh, because we're, we feel that we're overstretching what we actually are capable of. But I think the issue or the concern behind that is we set that bar, that limit on ourselves. It's not somebody else setting that for us. So I think that's where the issue stems from. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. And the more that I've had this discussion and the more I've thought about it, the more I realize that imposter syndrome tends to stem from when we're not living our truth or following who we are and we're kind of going in against the grain of what our psyche is telling us is who we're meant to be and what we're meant to do. Um, And even so, like, even though like my background's in marketing, I was a marketing director before COVID and the pandemic and all of that, I was at the top of my career. I was, you know, there's only so many more places you can go. You can do VP or CMO, but top of the top. And even so, I had 10 years of experience behind me that allowed me to have that position, that title, but I still felt imposter syndrome every day. Like they're going to figure out today that I'm here. They're going to come in my office and they're going to kick me out. And so it's interesting because uh, I think that, you know, when you start living your truth and when you start believing in yourself, that's kind of when those shoulder devils can back down a little bit, but imposter syndrome is such a human thing. When I first started this podcast, I thought it was maybe only specific to women because women would tell me that they felt this way all the time. And then I started talking to people that were homosexual or trans or struggling with gender identity. And I realized that actually it's more of a human thing than we ever thought. So it's, it's great to hear, you know, that you felt imposter syndrome. And it's also great to hear that you're helping to combat that through master talks. Absolutely. And, and just, just to build on what you're saying, like, absolutely in the sense of imposter syndrome is something that will always live with you and that always evolves. So let's say for me, when I was 19, it was just getting the job that you had as a director, just getting that entry level job for me, because I didn't even know I was capable of that. And then after I got that, it was moving on to the next job that I didn't think I can get. And then after that, it was starting a YouTube channel. How insane is that? Right? So it's always an evolving process that will never end. Yeah, absolutely. And I've looked at your YouTube channel. I think it's great. And to my listeners, I will always link all of the all of this in the descriptions so that you can connect with Brendan outside of this. But uh, the way that you talk is very captivating. You're very animated. Um, podcasts are, of course, in audio medium, so you can't see it. But he's very eloquent with how he speaks. Um, you dumb it down in a way that is easily digestible. Um, so I think that it's like there's a lot of stuff to be said about like what you're doing has extreme value. And I, uh, as a, as a marketing director had to start a YouTube channel for a B2B business. And I didn't know the first thing about it. And the fact that you're far more successful than I ever was, I really, really admire that. So, <laughs> um, so that's awesome. Cause I feel like you've kind of cracked that, um, algorithm code. 
Yeah, and it's very humbling. Thank you for, for saying that. And, and you know, it's funny, going back to imposter syndrome, we're always comparing someone to someone else. So let's say you compare yourself to me and you go, oh, Brendan's got it all figured out. And I was literally watching an interview before this with Hannah Lee Swan, mm-hmm. who built a six-figure design agency at the age of 11. Wow. <laughs> and I just went, oh, well, I'm not moving fast enough, clearly. What was I doing at 11? Yeah, I actually just interviewed someone. Um, so I usually try to do like at least one interview a week, but for some reason this this week was a rarity where I had three, um, all from master.fm, uh, which I think is such a great service and I can't believe it's free, but I mean, don't monetize it, please. If you're listening, master.fm, <laughs> please don't. Which connects podcast to podcast. It's really great. I was talking to this girl, Eleanor, and she's talking about how her podcast just hit like 10,000 downloads or something. And I was like, shit, mine's only <laughs> like, like and I thought that was a big deal and I was like oh god and then I'm like why am I comparing myself who cares truly Absolutely. and I've, I've said this so many times at this point that I, like I'm a boo in the face but there's a couple of things that people tend to do and especially in um younger generations they're so like Instagram is everything and wow, influencer life and all of that. But behind closed doors, everyone has the same issues and you're only seeing people's highlight reel. And if you compare yourself to people's highlight reel and you don't see their blooper reel, then you really don't really see them. And it's always, you know, the grass is greener, so to speak, on the other side. And I had a guest, Carl, who was said once, and it was just profound and it stuck with me. He said, if we were to all take our problems and pick them up and put them in a pile in front of us, you would look around at everyone else's problems. You would gather back your pile and go, thank you very much. I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That's very, that's very um, wise and accurate. I would say. Yeah, absolutely. So um, you started your podcast or not, sorry, your YouTube channel at 22. That's awesome. So how many years has it been since you started it? Yeah, so it's been 18 months now since I started the project, but I'd been coaching people on public speaking since I was 19. That's amazing. Yeah, no, it's been quite the journey. That's awesome. How did you kind of fall into that? Yeah, for sure. So, So when I was in university, I used to do these things called case competition. Mm -hmm. So for your audience who probably doesn't know what that is, it's think of it like professional sports, but for nerds. So instead (laughs) of your your favorite sport, you know, you want to get drafted, I don't know, into the NBA or Mm -hmm. the soccer league or something. You practice your coach, you work really hard, and hopefully you get drafted. I did the exact same thing, but in presentations. So (laughs) senior executives, this is like for real, senior executives would come to uh to our university instead of spending dinner with their families they would come and grill us on our presentations it was like the best thing ever and the reason why to set some context or why people did these things like why, why would anyone put themselves through this right like to give presentations three times a week the reason is because most of the people who entered the program wanted jobs in either management consulting or investment banking so think wow. about the big consulting firms like McKinsey or IBM or on the investment banking side, like working on Wall Street in New York. So most of the people who actually end up getting those jobs are people who compete. It just became an obsession. I started for fun. You know, I was like, oh, you know, it's, it's going to be great for the CV. And then I just turned maniacal about presentations. That's kind of how it rolled out. That's really cool. I've actually never heard of that before. But then again, you know, there's so many better things in other countries that are not America. Right now I'm referring to America, my my country <laughs> as you know you're below next door neighbor there, there was a meme I saw and I don't know if you'll agree but there was a meme I saw that said um you know if Canada was to think about what America is it's like the apartment above a meth house 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess it's an interesting it, way. We've of got we've got a like, really tumultuous political climate right now, but not even just that. It's like I feel like America personified right now to me. Like we just celebrated. Um, you guys just had Canada Day. We had Independence Day, and we can't even like pandemic correctly like americans are like but my freedoms i don't want to wear a mask blah, 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 blah. so we are literally these socks and sandals personified as a country right now like just in a complete embarrassment but there's a lot to be said because i know that like canada has a very beautiful higher education system and we ours is a little bit more um for profit so to speak so um i've never heard of that doing professional presentations but we have like debate club and that kind of stuff but um I've always been gift of gab. I was a radio DJ in college. Whoa, that's um, cool. I studied communications. Actually, it kind of played out that I couldn't get into some of my public relations and advertising classes. So I just was minoring communications. And then I was like, I guess I'm majoring in it too. So, um, <laughs> and I graduated oh, with exactly 120 credits. And I was like, peace out to my university. I graduated a semester early. And, um, trying to like make it in the advertising and marketing world. It just never really fit for me. It, I've, I'm not an advertising person. <laughs> um, I, my brain works that way, but I've always been better at management, consulting and leadership and communications versus kind of the thing that I'm trained in, which is public relations and advertising. I've always been better with people than I am with brands. <laughs> mm, no, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's so awesome. imposter syndrome definitely kind of, as you know, you said, like it fits with everyone. Everyone feels that way. Um, it definitely plays into the idea of success and success looks different to every single person. Uh, every answer, every time I've asked this has looked very different. What success means to you will definitely different for me. So what does success look like to you and do you feel successful? Right. I, I love this question. I would say for me and going back to what you had said, really well about how we define success for ourselves. I think that's really the first step for everybody, which is defining that for, for, for you. And for me, that's helping people who have less than me achieve more mm -hmm. than me. And every day that I'm not doing that, then I don't believe I'm serving the world. So for me, I, I was making my money from Master Talk without the videos, right? I had my mm -hmm. own private coaching practice, but that wasn't helping the world. It was just helping the people that I was working with one-on-one. -on -one that could afford me. But I think for me, it was how do I actually make a difference? And mm -hmm. that ended up cr being creating videos for everybody to learn from. So for me, success is always about how can you optimize your own human potential to help the maximum amount of people? And I do feel I'm successful. Obviously, there's still more to go. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good at the moment for sure, though. Yeah, I love that you say that because I similarly feel success when I'm helping others. Um, I definitely feel like I'm successful in my marriage. I feel successful in life on paper. I, you know, we own a home and I've hit the top of my career. I've done these things that, that inherently on paper feel successful. Um, at the same time on paper, you could say I'm not successful because, you know, I like many Americans and people all over the world got laid off for COVID and my career says my career is start, stop, start, stop, start, stop as a millennial. But then also, um, I feel so much joy in doing this podcast that I now feel successful because I'm using all of my prior skills to market this. I'm using my, I'm branding this. It's my own passion project and I feel successful because it's helping others. I'm having people write into me and tell me, 
this has felt, I felt this way for 50 years. I'm 50 years old and I never had a name for it. And now I have a name for how I've been feeling. Imposter syndrome is only a recent term, but after a couple of beers with some friends, someone's going to tell you they don't feel like they deserve their job or their successes mm. or what they have. And so this has been pretty much cathartic. And that's how I'm defining success now is that I'm actually doing something that I believe in. Every single day I wake up and do something that I feel is valuable. And so that's kind of, you know, similar to you that like you, you were helping people on a private scale, but now you're doing this, um, you're, you know, pr producing videos for, for the world and the masses, and it's definitely helping people. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I love the way that you articulate that in the sense of, you know, at the end of the day, what we believe society has defined success for us isn't always the right way for us. And for most of us, I would say, I'm sure a lot of people who are listening right now, would be more than happy making $60,000 a year just, you know, selling slime or selling lemonade or selling cupcakes like they, like, that they like to make at home or something very simple. But society has kind of, you know, to use, a, to, for lack of a better word, like brainwashes into believing mm -hmm. that you need that multiple six-figure job, you need those big houses, you need two and a half kids for some reason and not two, yeah. <laughs> and, and a white picket fence. So it's been, a, it's interesting when you kind of analyze what success actually means to you versus well, how society defines it. Oh, absolutely. And there's so much societal pressure that's just so deeply ingrained. Like, for instance, I'm a military spouse, but I don't want children. And that is so taboo. Like, oh my gosh, <laughs> how would, yeah, but like, we, uh, that's what we all do. I'm like, no, but not me. Like, puppies over children, please. Um, but it's just interesting kind of how we have these deeply ingrained stereotypes, stigmatisms, systemic racism, you name it that we're suddenly in 2020 with this pandemic worldwide, it's a pause. You know, people will say, oh, it's trash, throw 2020 away. Ugh, it's awful, I'm so sad. I, I can't believe I have to wear a mask in public, blah, 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 blah. But I say, you know what? 2020 is a great time to pause and reflect. Did I get laid off? Yes. Did it suck? Of course. But I took this time to do something that I've always wanted to do creatively. I've picked up new hobbies. I've started going to therapy. I, you know, I've like figured out like just things about myself because I've had the time to do so. So if 2020 feels negative, reframe it and think about how positive it is because we will never get this time back. And so I always say that if you can't come out of this pandemic, better, more empathetic, more human, more loving, more loyal, more woke, <laughs> more creative, then you're not doing it right. So I think right now, another way I'm like quantifying success is that I'm truly learning and leaning into who I am and living my truth, which is awesome. Yeah. And to build on what you said, like one, one saying that I, that I live by is the following perspective frees us from the chains of constant complaining. So whenever you want to complain about something, I feel the equivalent of that is like you have, you're handcuffed because you're always mm -hmm. complaining about something, whether it's the weather or your Starbucks coffee that's like half hot and half cold that you're, mm -hmm. that's driving you insane. But if you have that perspective, it unlocks yeah. something a lot better for you because you realize that, hey, most people live on $2 a day. I think my life's pretty good. So I just yeah. stop complaining and start focusing on solutions. Oh, absolutely. Again, to go back to that analogy of throwing your, your crap in front of you, all your problems, laying them out, and then looking around, you're going to realize that a lot of people have it worse than you. And there's just such a time to be grateful and humble. And I don't know, I just could go on and on and on about it because 
as a military spouse, I'm under DOD restriction, which doesn't really, like I can't get in trouble for leaving my house or traveling or whatever, but I don't because I'm standing in solidarity with my husband who's under strict orders to slow this pandemic down. So I haven't really left my house other than to go to like the grocery store in over a hundred days now. And around that same time started the podcast and it's like, I just kind of unlocked a piece of like my soul and there's days where I feel frustrated and upset and I'm a little depressed because I'm like, I can't go anywhere. Life's so different, blah, blah, blah. But then I realized, you know what? It, this is just such a time to be grateful because I have the, I have my health. I have my family. I have so much to be grateful about. And the second I start complaining, that's just a place of privilege that I don't need to be adding to the negative narrative. So I totally agree with that. Perspective is key. And I actually like have also taken this pandemic to scrub a lot of negative people out of my life. Like if you're just like, I'm so bored, pandemic. It's like, I can't keep you in my life because <laughs> there's so much time and you can do so many beautiful things with it right now. What are you doing? So I, that's a hill I'll die on for sure. <laughs> I, I love your mindset, Bianca. It's a very great way of looking at it. Thank you. Uh, my my therapist's name is Justina. <laughs> and, uh, and she's Shout amazing. <laughs> yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, I always advocate. It's so funny because I listen to past recordings. At this point, I've interviewed over 30 people. I have you know interviews for days. I've, I've met people all over the world, which has provided me this beautiful platform. I started with my friends and now I'm interviewing people that inspire me. So you inspire me definitely, Brendan. And it's, it's just so unique in a great time, but it's funny because I listened to previous recordings and I advocate for mental health, but I wasn't in therapy. And I was like, why am I advocating for it and not doing it? So finally, like, I want to say it was like six weeks ago. I finally like took the plunge, pulled up my insurance, found a therapist and thank goodness we clicked first time. So it's been really helpful. Um, therapy is always a moving target. Like you want to, like I started by wanting to just be able to accept who I was and be okay with it. Um, like many people, I have childhood trauma, like the average person. And I wanted to work through that. And it's been very cathartic because there's so many things I didn't realize I was carrying with myself from like six years, six on. And I'm learning more about myself and how I process my emotions. There's such a thing called the anger iceberg. So when you were talking about perspective, it reminded me of it. Sometimes we're frustrated and we're complaining and we're mad at one individual thing, the iceberg, but what's underneath it is so many other things that are influencing how you're perceiving that one thing. Yeah. And I totally agree. Like most of us just see the, the front side of who someone is, but they don't, take enough time or the person just doesn't want to reveal what's actually happening in the back end. Yeah, absolutely. And I will always tell my listeners, you know, therapy is amazing. And, but if you don't click with your therapist the first time, keep searching, keep finding one and just keep on trying. Everyone needs therapy, whether or not you're depressed or whatever. It's always great to have a sounding board and a neutral third party. So definitely some, some, yeah. So it's definitely something I'm like learning about myself in recent weeks. So we've kind of discussed imposter syndrome and what it means to you and kind of, you know, how you've 
you success in yourself. The elephant in the room has been addressed. So now we get to move on to my favorite part of the episode. And I love this because I get to know my guests and talk about things that they are fanatical about and unpopular opinions. Um, so I'll go first about things I'm fanatical about. Um, I just absolutely adore my puppy. Like the puppy is a King, uh, Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. His name is Bourdain. He's 11 weeks old at the date of recording. Um, and he is just the best dog. <laughs> like I can't even, he's just, he loves everyone. Like he's just a complete, the breed is referred to as a love sponge. Um, cause they just love everyone and he's just the best. It's so cute. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. So what are you fanatical about currently? Yeah, for sure. And I, I think this is a great part of the episode because it kind of like translating back as a lesson to the audience. One thing I like to recommend people to do to kind of be more of themselves and to share who they are is to communicate the weird things that you do that are not illegal, obviously, to everyone <laughs> around you. And, and a lot of people think that's ridiculous, but the reason why I think it's so powerful is because it forces you to rinse out all of the people that are not for you. Mm -hmm. So I always like to lead by example, right? So my favorite hobby in the world is dancing alone in my basement for an hour a day. I, sp I speak three languages, but I can karaoke in eight. Wow. <laughs> and I absolutely love Justin Bieber. I think he's an amazing artist. But I love it. <laughs> right? But I think, I think the reason, I think what's interesting for your audience here is the way that we're communicating the weird things that we like about our lives is in itself a lesson because it shows that we're very comfortable in our skin. And I feel if everyone just did that, the, two things would happen. One is they'd realize 90% of the people that are actually hanging around with don't actually care about them, but rather the image that mm -hmm. you project of them for them. So let's right. say, uh, and I did that when I was 16 or 17, I'd walk up to people, say I like Justin Bieber, and they would start laughing at me. They'd be like, what are you talking about? Like your joke, like, why are you watching? Why are you listening to this? And then you have the other 10% that go, yeah, listen to whatever you want, man. Just, are you still coming tonight? Like it's still, <laughs> right? So it's, it's to figure out the 10% then focus in on them. Yeah, absolutely. And I will say Justin Bieber is just, the best his newest album it slaps so hard um love it love everything about it and he is someone that grew on me because i'm a, i'm much older than him uh and i was kind i think it was in college when he got popular so um for me like i was like i never understood one direction but for whatever reason justin bieber just spoke to that part of me that loved boy bands <laughs> And I was like that little boy cut weird, like bowl cut weirdo, like let's do it. But he's, um, he's definitely made some interesting choices. So my, my sister used to live uh, in Los Angeles and she actually used to live across the street from where he had like a crash pad when he was super into spiritual advisors. And then he would segue to the like local Whole Foods and just segue around because what are, what are feet when you're famous? <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. And I, and I agree with you that like you definitely in this time, especially like I, I don't envy people that have to date in, during this pandemic, but I will say that right now the red flags couldn't be more clear up front <laughs> oh, <laughs> because, that's right. Because like you're like, you used to have to do some digging. Like you go out and you're like, Oh, okay. That's why you, you hid that from me. Now it's like, Oh, you're not like properly quarantining. <laughs> you're inviting me to a party. Yikes. Um, so it's, it's, it's kind of like similar to like what you're saying, where if you just talk about the weird things that make you who you are, you're going to find the right tribe to follow you. 
Yeah, and I, I think what you mentioned about dating, which was so true, applies to everything. Like, I find most people put this um, this projection of themselves, a fake projection when they meet people because they want to look good. And I think that's fine for, like, the first five minutes. But after five minutes, doesn't it get boring to kind of pretend that you don't, you're someone that you don't want to be if that person isn't actually going to add value to your life? So yeah. I think by being honest really quickly, whether it's on a first date or whether it's uh, really anything that you do, it gets you really clear on who you are, what you're meant for, and who you actually should be. Like for me, it's super simple. Anyone who's not purpose-driven now, I don't even talk to. Right? I just talk to people who are building important stuff and doing important things. I think that's great. I mean, it's, it's a matter of like you're manifesting what you want to see in the world, so you might as well keep similar company. Um, and... I like, it's just, it's tough because, you know, being in, in, in my spouse community as a military spouse, there's a lot of um, spouses who choose not to shine and they're okay with that. And I think, you know, there's so much untapped potential that you miss out on by not shining and being who you are and, and living your truth and your passions and your purpose. So I love that. I think that's great. And I'm really glad you're emitting some beautiful content into the world that's going to help people because you're going to have more people that will follow you that way. And I think that's great. Mm, no, I appreciate you saying that. Thanks a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So unpopular opinions. I always say an unpopular opinion, I don't have to agree with you as long as it doesn't hurt others, that's fine. Um, and mine is always that I think cantaloupe is absolute trash and it's cousin honeydew. Why are they always showing up to the fruit party together? I don't understand it. No one invited you. Why are you here? <laughs> and so um, just not a huge fan of cantaloupe. So that's always my excuse me, unpopular opinion. How about yourself? <laughs> oh, wow. That's an interesting question. I have like a lot of unpopular opinions. Go that for range, it. <laughs> that range from like, should I say this on a podcast or should it? <laughs> I'm kind of like thinking. <laughs> I, I, I would say one of them is I just think most people don't, don't actually ask themselves the fundamental question of what they want. And that leads to a lot of wasted time, a lot mm -hmm. of wasted resources and a lot of wasted happiness. And I just wish more people, instead of just acting like everyone else, started asking themselves fundamentally what they wanted out of life. Because if everyone started asking the question, we'd see more YouTubers at my age making public speaking videos. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, people like you who are making these amazing shows and podcasts for people to consume and learn from. I just think the world would be a better place if we all kind of just stopped caring whether someone is de a democratic or republican or in the middle and just said hey you're a human i'm a human we all have the same dreams we all have the same hopes can we just get together and figure some stuff out for the gooder of everybody yeah absolutely um easier said than done here in lovely america <laughs> but uh <laughs> but also that's that's just i think that's where we're moving I think that's where we're going. Um, I think that, you know, as our older generation continues to die out and the newer generation is trying to undo the systemic systems and all that, we're going to find that people are much more comfortable living their truth more and more as time goes on, which is great. And I agree with you that that is something that drives me insane. When you meet someone and they're just totally okay with just the status quo and just that one percent and you're like but you could do so much more like why is this you know why is this not enough but then again you can't compare yourself to others you can't compare you can't fix everyone and a lot of people don't want to be fixed so there's just kind of that thing of like if you could all just be yourself then we'd live in a better world <laughs> 
Mm, absolutely. Very well said. Yeah, absolutely. So given this pandemic um, and all of that, um, what's currently making you happy in the world? Definitely the dancing alone in my basement. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, second thing is living with my my family. So I, I live with my family, my mom, my my grandfather, and my sister. So we all just get along. And I think now is I would hate my life honestly if I was living alone right now. <laughs> like yeah. I think most people my age who want you know freedom and independence and all that jazz. So so yeah, I'm really grateful for my family. I have people to talk to, people to to engage with as I'm building out my dreams in my basement. So. <laughs> So that's, that's the, awesome. That. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah um, that's really beautiful. Uh, I actually started this pandemic. My husband was underway, so he was out to sea on a ship. And then they didn't come back for a while. And it was like, it prepared, I never, I haven't gone through a deployment yet, and I will at the end of this year, but it prepared me for literally everything because it was just the most desolate and alone I'd ever been in my life, you know, not being able to communicate with him, not knowing what was happening and doing this by myself. And so it's been such a joy to have him here all summer. Um, and I'm so grateful for our time together because you're right. It is so much better to do quarantine with another human. It really is because that human interaction is really what we crave. And so as much as it's a place of privilege to say, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm happy, happily quarantining with my husband. I feel so sympathetic and so heartfelt for people who are doing this alone and just are so massively lonely right now. And to my listeners, if you are doing this alone, you have strength beyond your years. And I hope that if there's ever another pandemic, you don't have to do it alone. Yeah, I completely agree with what you said. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, we're coming towards the end of the podcast. I always love to give my guests the floor to promote whatever they'd like to promote. So do you have something that you'd like to promote? No, nothing specific, but if you're someone who, who's interested in public speaking or just want to connect with me, feel free to send me a message on Instagram. So master your talk. If you're interested in public speaking videos as well, you can check out my YouTube channel, which is master talk in one word. Yeah, absolutely. And to my listeners, as always, all of the links are going to be in the description. Um, and I will give you his YouTube channel, his Instagram, all of that. Connect with Brendan if you have any questions about public speaking, if it scares you, if you're overwhelmed by it, if you throw up before any presentations, definitely check out his videos. He makes it easily obtainable, very digestible, and with kid gloves can help you kind of into that world of public speaking and make you feel better. So definitely reach out to Brendan if you have any questions. So we're coming to the end, and I always like to also ask my guests if they have any parting words of advice for my listeners. Yeah, I would say parting advice is probably the, the most important thing that I think has driven my life to where it is today, which is the following. Be insane or be the same. If you want to be like everyone else, go ahead and do that. You know, you want to be a military wife with kids. You want to get a white picket fence. You want to get two and a half kids. You want a nice car, then do that. But if you're someone who wants to make a difference, if you're someone who wants to do something different, something unique, whether it's a six figure a cupcake business or whether mm -hmm. it's selling lemonade because you just love it so much, that I would encourage you to do that because I think the world needs more insane people because that's when great ideas come to life. Oh, I love that. That gave me some goosebump chills. That's great. I think that's great advice. I actually have never really heard that mantra before, but I hope my listeners really appreciated that. I know I appreciated it. 
So Brendan, that was awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy weekend to record. Please don't kick me out a podcast about imposter syndrome. Then to my listeners, you know, like, comment, share, subscribe, do all those things. Connect with Brendan if you have any questions about public speaking. But Brendan, thank you so much for taking the time to record. And I hope you have an amazing weekend. You too, Bianca. Thanks for having me on. All right. Thanks so much. Hey listeners, I wanted to share a special promotion for you from Dash of Pep. Dash of Pep is a clothing boutique that offers non-binary clothing that has fun prints that support mental health and empowering you to be your best self. In this pandemic, it is great to shop small and support small businesses like Dash of Pep. More than 50% of my wardrobe is from her adorable store. Robin at Dash of Pep has graciously given me a promo code for you to use at checkout. Use P-D-K-M-O to receive 15% off your order. Again, that is www.dash of pep.com and you can enter pdkmo at checkout to receive 15% off your order. This has been Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, like, comment, share, tell a friend. You know, that's how I'm going to keep these stories going. Also, if you want to be a podcast guest, you can reach out to me at pdkmopodcast at gmail.com and we can get it set up. Thanks everyone for your continued support. And I look forward to, you know, connecting with you again next Monday.